You're listening to Galaxy of Film. And welcome back to the Brainups of Galaxy of Film. I'm, of course, your host, Max. I'm joined with my slightly shorter co-host, Danilo. How are you doing, man? What's going on, man? What's going on, bro? I'm fucking sick. I want to know, dude, if we go back in our October episodes, when this happened, what week that was. Because I feel like it was right before Halloween. That week before Halloween, Mm. I was able to get myself good top for Halloween so I could just go ham. And then as soon as that happened, I projectile that night, dude. I'm very happy with myself. Then the next weekend, dude, I think it started to come back again. And now it's back like fully. Yeah, you sound like fucking death, dude. Yeah, this is how I've sounded. Dude, <laughs> go what's in the Black Panther? Oh yeah, bud. Oh, oh boy, yeah. man. Dang. I was gonna say, it's been a minute. It's good to be back, dude. But for you, it's not good to be back. You're, you're over here dying. No, it's always good to be back, man. Galaxy of Film brings life to me. MSU takes it out until it hits Friday night. Um, Lucky's just sucks sucks the life out of me, dude. Of course it does, man. Is there any any update of Lucky's going on for our listeners? It's been a few weeks since we've recorded, but our listeners, it's just been a fucking week. So give us an update on Lucky's, man. Just an absolute shit show. Worst fucking place I ever worked in my entire life. Um, Got a job now, an interview for the government. For the government. Piping. For court cases. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. And uh, where do they specialize in? Divorce. Okay. (laughs) The magistrate, magistrate, how they hear, like, the sides or whatever and have to decide, you know. Yeah. It'll be a good time, bro. (laughs) All right, dude. That sounds fucking... Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that one almost, man. Thank fuck. 18 bucks an hour, dude. Yeah. Yeah. For five hours of work, just typing. That's fair, not man. Yeah. It's not bad at all. It's, yeah, it's good bad. money. It's easy money. Easy money. That's what I'm saying. That's all the fucking matters, dude. Thank fucking God we aren't alone this week, though, man, because I don't know what we were doing if we, if we were. But uh, rejoining us this week, he's been on the show... I, I couldn't even tell you how many times. He's over he's over here. He's always over there. He's making films. He's watching films. He's over here discussing with us. We got Jake from Mayhem Pictures. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing well. It's been a couple episodes. I don't remember the last time I was on, but it's been a little while. Um, but it's good to be back, as mm-hmm. always. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to talking about some Christmas movies. Hell yeah, dude. Is there anything going on in your life lately that's been new, exciting? Anything you want to talk about for a minute, Jake? I have just been working like crazy and watching like everything in theaters. I've been to the theaters so much. I've like pretty much seen everything that's out. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, nothing really crazy to report. Okay. Okay. Dang, dude. Mason, my good friend, man who doesn't even need much of an introduction because he's been here. If you guys have watched an episode of Galaxy of Film, you've seen this man's workforce before. He has done our logo. We have Mason Conrad from MC Media. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing good, buddy. It is good to be back. How are you guys? 
It's been great, dude. Got a lot, got a lot nice. going on, dude. It's been a few. I weeks like how I'm asking that. Like we didn't talk on the phone like four hours ago, but whatever. It works. <laughs> Benilo, I haven't talked to you in a minute, so I hope you're. I hope you get kicking again, but should happen. Should Once know. Friday night hits, bro, I'm always kicking. That's my boy. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. No, I'm just, I'm just kicking. So just chilling. You know. Okay. Excited to talk about some Christmas. I'm Christmas here for movies. it, dude. Yeah, Very man. much here for it. We also, this is a bit of a weird time traveling situation we've got ourselves into. If you've been a listener to the show for a while, you know, we refer to time traveling. We pre-record episodes, release them later. So he has done work with us before for a different episode you guys have not heard yet. So I guess chronologically introducing, uh, we have Jordan Ryan over here. How are you doing, man? Welcome to the show, even though you've been on before already. How are you doing? <laughs> I am doing awesome, man. I'm glad to be here. Hell yeah, dude. Is there anything go- crazy going on in your life that you want to talk about for a minute, too? Any any lucky stories for you? I know everyone kind of has their own version of a luckies. Yeah, my lucky story is we adopted a kitten last week. And you adopted I'm a kitten last week? Yes. Okay. And she is a little demon. Um, if you hear her meowing in the background, I apologize, but... She's usually a lot better than this, but apparently she heard me get on this and she's like, okay, I'm going to be loud. So <laughs> that's my thing right now. Okay. Okay. That's Yo, what are you eating for dinner, man? You said it was eating yeah. dinner, bro. What is he? What are you eating? I'm eating McDonald's, which is also a downfall because this cat is completely fine around any other food, but McDonald's. <laughs> she goes feral for McDonald's nuggets. So I've messed up getting the nuggies tonight. Messed up getting the fucking nuggies. Oh, All right. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was not expecting that, Danilo. <laughs> what? Y'all want to know what he... Listen, man. Everyone eats differently as 20-year-olds. That is... We talked about this a few weeks ago, dude. That, you know, mac and cheese, grilled cheese sandwich, dude. Remember those? Listen, I got a question for you, man. I got a question for you. Okay. Because I got flamed... You know, a little, little side thing. I got flamed at work today because of this. If you're okay. at home... And you have a dish or something, okay? Mm-hmm. Not like a full ass dish, but you're gonna eat something, but it's like your dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, are you gonna eat it over the fucking sink? Has have you ever eaten something over the fucking sink? I have. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. They're like, no, I don't eat over the sink. I put my shit on a plate sometimes. I'm I, you're like, what are you talking about, bro? I live by myself, and I'm twenty like two. <laughs> I'm gonna eat my shit over the sink, bro. I'm not dirtying a plate for like, you know, a fucking taco. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I know agree. Jake has, yeah. bro. I know Jake has. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. If you're in a rush. No, yeah, that's exactly right. If you're in a rush, Jake, Jake, you're guilty as hell, man. You, you're gonna go yeah, down. If you're in a rush. <laughs> In a rush, is I gotta turn on Netflix in ten minutes. Yeah, paper towel. Paper towel. I'm more more guilty of paper towel. If I'm not dirtying a plate, okay. I'm putting on a paper towel. Now that's fine too. That's fine too. But I want to know like that is an option. But these people were like flaming me, dude, because someone brought in cake for work or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got a piece. I didn't want to use like a to go thing, so I just ate it over the fucking trash can. You know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's they also like, kind of like just walk by and do it. You know, it's not something you really have to think about. You're on a mission, yeah. you're going somewhere or whatever. You don't want to grab a whole plate for that. 
Exactly. These fucking people, dude. <laughs> These fucking people. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Only the best here at Galaxy of Film. Um, yeah, dude, we're talking Christmas movies this fucking week. We have Violent Night linked up for us. We also have Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, a movie we've been talking about talking about for a fucking year now, it feels like. Uh, before we go ahead and get into this, though, a couple of announcements for our Galaxy of Film listeners. Uh, our buddy Chris Sorrentino did some artwork for this toy drive going on in New York right now. Link down below for this. Uh, it's also hosted through and organized with the NYC Ghostbusters. So check that out. Uh, check out Chris's stuff over at Super Live Adventure if you guys haven't already. Great fucking dude. He's been with us a few times. Um, also, I've talked about this on our episode 100 episode a few weeks ago, so check that out as well. But, be t- you know, stay tuned for the Galaxy of Film Productions YouTube channel. I'll be releasing a little short film called Ken Dog on December 9th um, for our Facebook group and December 12th for the YouTube channel. So stay tuned. The Facebook group is free to join. You get early content in there, some exclusive shit. You know, you can come dick around and talk some movies with us as well. So go ahead and join that. Link down below in the show notes. But um, yeah, dude, let's talk fucking movies. God damn it. Let's talk fucking news this week. Let's talk some news this week. Uh, not much has gone on this week except for a couple trailers that I really want to go ahead and highlight and showcase. Um, first up, we have a trailer for HBO Max's The Last of Us with Pedro Pascal as Joel. Now, Danilo, I know you hadn't played the video games. We've talked about this before. You finally have seen the trailer and have seen what we've been hyping up for a, quite some time on the show. What are your initial thoughts of this thing, dude? I played the game, dude. Oh, did I you? I just didn't make it past the opening. I played the game, dude, and it's one of the greatest video game openings I've ever played in my life. Okay. Um, and after, like, it was for we did it for fucking a horror film class, man, to learn about suspense and shit. And he incorporated video games into it. Yeah, man, it was kind of dope. Shout mm-hmm. out to Mr. Professor Ball. Anyway, though, dude, um, this trailer looks fucking sick, man. I think they nailed um Pedro and the girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't many scenes from the opening, um like segment in this trailer mm. until i like did some research i'm like this is the game i'm thinking of right and then they showed like that one like semi truck like hit the fucking thing in like you know the middle of nowhere because of the zombie or whatever and i'm like yeah um mm. no this looks fucking epic dude I'm, I'm excited to know more about this story everything looks great um i'm like how they, how they didn't show a lot of the zombies um at the very end they showed that big guy you know, mm-hmm. so I was like, damn, I wish they kind of kept that one on their apps just for a tad longer, you know, or like give us give me like a shadow instead of like fully him because mm-hmm. uh, it might turn some people off. Because truthfully, I feel like if you don't know like what this is, like my parents saw this, they would not know what the hell they're going to watch. But it looks intri- it looks intriguing. Yeah. You know, it's like, like a survival thing. Like, and I think that's cool. Like get people intrigued in it is like this is clearly people trying to survive. Uh post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. you know the reason why you're gonna watch it is okay what made it a post-apoc you know a whatever world yeah, uh, yeah exactly but it, it looks fucking good man it looks fucking good and hbo hasn't disappointed on one of these types of shows you know we got westworld we got watchmen mm-hmm. um the, the titans ones they did for dc um so this one looks really good dude and promising as well so excited for it you brought up the, the bloater at the end of this thing, dude, and I think that is my biggest, like, saving grace for this trailer. Um, 
you know, I've been very excited for it. Love the fuck out of both games. Um, and, you know, I feel like everyone's not worried, but very intrigued on how Pedro will, like, handle the role as Joel. And um, I forget the, the girl's name, Bella, well, I forget her last name, but girl playing Ellie as well. Um, everyone's very curious, I feel like, about that specifically. My main concern going into this was how, like, the clickers and the bloaters and all the other creatures and aliens that were going to look in this world. Um, if this were anything but HBO Max, I could imagine this of looking, you know, on the same level as She-Hulk almost, as far as, like, special effects, it feels like. Um, and obviously this is just a trailer, so it's very brief and very close-up shots of these creatures. Um, but they're, they look damn impressive. You know, uh, Danilo didn't want to see the bloater at the very end of this. He would have liked if it had been teased. I've faced the bloater, the bloater boss fights. When that moment arises in the trailer, we get the shot where he's, like, coming up, it looks like, from the ground or the hole or whatever that is. That was almost like a big, like, fuck yeah, like, Thanos kind of moment where you're cheering on a villain. Not necessarily for the character itself, but just the presence of we're going to see these creatures done justice in this live-action adaptation. Um, that alone has me pumped for it. I can't wait to see how that, like, how those anxiety-filled boss fights will transfer to live-action. Um, Mason, you're, you know, you are a gaming guy, formerly were, whatever you want to call it, Mr. Nintendo Ish, is by yeah, me. yeah. But you weren't a PlayStation dude. You were a Nintendo guy. No. So I don't imagine you I, ever played The Last yeah. of Us. So I played Uncharted. I had a phase where I was into like a few PlayStation games, but it wasn't anything crazy. It was on my way out of the gaming scene, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, so with that said, I feel like people like you probably much more than myself are like, you know, you're feeling the emotions from the story more than I am. Like you've you've played through this, you probably know what to expect, and like you, mm. you know you know your references to look out for and that kind of thing. It kind of just looks like another trailer to me. I mean, you know, I watched it; it looks fine. It doesn't really excite me though, because I'm just not into the series. Okay, um, that's fair. So that's that's pretty much it. I mean, some of the shots are very nice, like the one of the bridge. Uh, it looks very nice. Actually, kind of reminded me of West Virginia. Um, I don't know where there's there's a bridge i fly my drone near sometimes it looks just like one of the shots here which is kind of odd to me but whatever um uh, so there's that uh mm -hmm. there's a really nice mountain shot like i mean cinematically it looks nice but uh that's about all i can really say about it i just it's not something i'm super hyped for honestly okay that's fair dude you're like the only person i've met to say that so i'm glad there's a bit of a you know a different opinion out there for it for sure you know go ahead and dethrone this a bit dude um jake what are your thoughts on the trailer man for the last of us I think it looks really good. Uh, the games are phenomenal. Um, played both of them. Love them both. Um, I think it looks great. I think Pedro looks fantastic. Uh, not totally sold on Bella Ramsey just yet, but I'm excited to see her in the full show once it comes out. Mm. Um, I thought she was really good in Game of Thrones. I think she was like that. Like she was Lady Mormont in that show. She was like the, like the, kind of like, you know, no bullshit little girl in that show. Um, so I liked her in that. So hopefully she'll bring some of that energy here. Um, and yeah, I mean, like all the, the CGI looks great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing everything kind of brought to brought to life. You know, it's, mm. it's really cool to see like this phenomenal game that's already very like cinematic be brought to like a cinematic, like actually like a cinematic medium with like TV. Um, so I think like a whole new wave of people are going to, just love the last of us and i'm very excited for that because the game is just already one of the best so 
it's gonna be fun I absolutely agree, dude. Uh, you mentioned some stuff about Ellie as well. Something I forgot to mention is uh, the voice actress for Ellie, Ashley Johnson, is playing Ellie's mom in this. We see in the trailer, which is pretty cool. Ooh. So very excited to see that. Also, uh, uh, Troy Baker we see is one of the gang members as well, which is cool. He has a nice little oh, cameo, cool. the voice actor for Joel. So love seeing that incorporated. I know whenever we did the Uncharted episode, we all talked about the... Uh, the little oh, what's his fucking name? Nathan's voice actor. God damn it, dude! I've, 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 Tim, Timothy. Timothy. Shut the fuck up! It's not Timothy, you asshole. <laughs> Whoever's fucking uh, Nolan North. That's his name. Nolan North. That's yep. Yeah, that's yeah. There's close, a cameo. Close. Is it not Nolan North? Yeah. I was yeah. saying Timothy was close. Oh, shut the fuck shut up, the- dude. Anyway. <laughs> Jordan, what are your thoughts on The Last of Us HBO Max trailer, man? I did not watch it. I'm indifferent. I don't really care. Oh. My man. Okay. So are you going to watch the show at all? Are you going to go in a blind or just not giving a fuck about it? I mean, I might watch it. Like, I played, I think I played the majority of the first game, but, like, I like Pedro, but I'd probably watch it. I don't know. I don't mean to sound bad, but I just kind of don't really care. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the game, so it's not like I'm super excited about it. Okay. I like that, though, dude. Very valid. Very valid. There's also another trailer that came out this week uh, for a little movie called Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. Um, Danilo, I know you're Star Wars out, dude, but I, I can't recall off the top of my head if you're an Indiana Jones fan. So I'm genuinely curious what your thoughts are for this fifth trailer. Or the trailer for the fifth film. I want to call myself a fan, dude. I would call myself a neutral, you know? Like, I'll go see it. I'll go see it. And I'll more than likely probably enjoy it, dude. I enjoyed the first uh, one, Raiders, and the last one. I didn't care for the second one, Temple of Doom. I was like, this is just weird. Mm. Um, you know, great trilogy. Great trilogy. i excited they're happy now finally doing a fourth. This is the fifth uh, one, dude. Yeah, okay, man. Like Come I said, on, great trilogy. <laughs> Happy they're doing a fourth right here. Um, anyway, though, man. Just kidding, dude. Truthfully, truthfully, hot take. I love the fourth Indiana Jones, bro. There you go. It, it, it's actually pretty dope, dude. No, it's fucking dope. Anyway, though, this looks weird. Because um, he's not de-aged. Then he's kind of de-aged. And then he's fully de-aged. Um, so I wonder, like, how the hell, like, what they're what story they're telling you know bring them bring them back the classic villains nazis you know <laughs> classic classic indie um seems like you know there might be another threat to the world or I, I don't know i don't even know what he's fucking stealing dude um but it looks cool man i'm excited for him you know what i'm real happy for they brought back his fat friend i don't know his name though but the guy in in raiders with the fez yeah, dude, that guy was a G, dude. He was a G, man. Never read on his friend. Never read it out indie, bro. So many people read it out indie. He's he also in, he's in Last Crusade, too. I just remembered, yeah. Yeah. Why do you think I like those two movies, bro? Come on. You know who else are in those two movies, man? Hmm. Marion. I'm Justice for Marion, bro. Where was Marion in this, man? <sighs> I don't know if we'll see Marion in this, honestly, dude, because we see the shot of the ring. In the trailer, I'm, so it makes me wonder I'm, if they'll do like a like a Rocky Six thing. I don't know. Yeah, very. But I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll go see it. It looks good. Um, crazy to me that he's doing another one, dude. 
Like, I'm excited to... What I'm more excited to see, dude, with the ILM's technology that they're doing with de-aging is how they're going to do action with him. You know, and it looks kind of crisp so far. But you mm. go watch the... I, I know, like, you know, it's different studios, but you go watch the Irishman. And when they de-aged all those guys, and there's that one scene, I'll always remember, dude, where Robert and Neil, like, go stomp on some grocery boy's head. Because he, like, yelled at his daughter From or the corner store, right? The corner grocery shop? Yeah, yeah. And he's stomping... Yeah, yeah. And he's stomping on her. De-aged. But it still looks like he's 86-year-old stomping on her because they didn't, like, speed it up or anything like that. Now, then you take Luke Skywalker, and he had the hood on. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and so that, that was no problem at all. You have a hood on, you know, you can't tell an age. But Indiana Jones only has a hat. So I'm really excited to see how his, like, whipping action goes, the punches. Like, the one punch, in my opinion, looked a bit old when he punched the guy in the fucking uh, car or whatever. And the one punch we saw. I yeah, mean, yeah, I know, know. you're sure talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then again, he wasn't fully de-aged. He was, like, partially de-aged, if I remember. The, remember. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like, I want to know, like, what the hell story they're telling. Where he's old, middle-aged, and then fully de-aged, like, back to Raiders. Raiders uh, time. I don't know, but, dude. I'm I'm curious. Like, I know we've talked about like Disney using the de aging stuff over the recasting actors and whatnot too. Yeah, um, yeah. And I guess this kind of shoots down, you know, seeing Alden as a young indie or whatnot. But like, I'm very curious since they are like stepping into the de aging stuff. If we'll see any references or any connections to the young Indiana Jones show with that as well. Because I feel like that's been yeah. up in the air now that Disney Plus is a thing. That was the only show this franchise has had, you know. So I'm curious of that, specifically. Mm-hmm. But also, the, that's a good point, though, because that is, like, an older punch, like you mentioned. It will be really interesting to see how the de-aging stuff works in full motion. Because there's a lot we going saw, on, too. We saw him younger in, what was it? Wasn't it the Temple of, No, not Temple of Doom. Wasn't it, uh... That's Last Crusade. Yeah, no, what was the fourth one, dude? Crystal Skull. Wasn't the fourth Yeah, well, didn't we see him, like, not the age, but younger him that's in Crystal Skull? That's Last Crusade, you see that. Oh, that's why he goes after the lion or whatever, right? Well, he he's after the medallion, he bumps in the lion because it's a circus train. Yeah, yeah, and that's when he gets his, like, fucking hat or whatever. Yeah. That's, um, that's Joaquin's brother, dude. Rip. Yeah. R.I.P., dude. R.I.P. Um, Jake, what are your thoughts on this trailer, man? It looks, I'm I'm, optimi- I'm optimistic for it, um, but I'm a little nervous. I mm. think I, I I really I don't I don't like the title much at all. Um, I mean that's like a stupid nitpick, but you know I just think it like Dial of Destiny. It sounds like a video game or something. Um, but I'm excited. I'm glad Harrison Ford's back. The de aging looks pro- it's probably the best de aging I've ever seen. To be honest with you. Um, it mm. looks really good, and um, I don't know what the what the story is going to be. It looks like there might be like time travel or something. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they had aliens in the last one, so you never know. <laughs> they, they could do anything with this movie. It's probably going to be nuts. Um, but I'm excited. I I loved Indiana Jones growing up. The second one scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, and uh, mm. yeah, I think this one hopefully it captures some of that magic i also didn't 
despise Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but it's also one that I don't really revisit much. I saw it in theaters when I was younger, and then like maybe a couple of times after that, but I haven't revisited it like I do with that original trilogy. Um, but I definitely am going to need to give them a rewatch before this new one, because uh, it's been a while since I've seen them, but I have nothing but great memories. And the, the Lego game I used to play, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Lego game's so great. I, very good memories with Indiana Jones, and I'm excited for another one, Even if it, especially if it's Harrison Ford's last. I mean, he's got to go out on a high note. I think this is also like John Williams' last score, so I hope he kills it there, too. It was supposed um, to be Harrison's last movie altogether until we signed on for the MCU stuff. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. hopefully it's good. Yeah, hopefully. Another, otherwise, we're just left a fucking Thunderbolt Ross. Whatever, whatever they're going to shit out that, you know. But dang, Jake, dude. I'm so happy you played the Lego video game, man. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Which I one, though? Games. There were, like, two of them. There, you played both? Oh. The yeah, OG I, one I, where I, he fights on the... Where, where there's a plane, and he has to, so, like, not get hit by a plane, but fight the guy who had, like, five hearts or whatever. I don't think Crystal Skull was in it. That's the first one. one. That was. So That's the first that one, man. Yeah, yeah. That's the that one that I played. I think I played both, though. I'm not sure. I don't that remember the classic. second one that well, but I definitely played the first one. Gotcha, dude. Yeah, dude. That was a classic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, damn is, dude. <laughs> Jordan, what are your thoughts on the Dial of Destiny trailer? Are you an Indiana Jones fan? Did you play the Lego games? What's going through your mind with this one? Once again, not to sound like a broken record, I did not watch the trailer, and I don't really care. I've played the Lego game. I've seen the movies, but they're of the, like, quote-unquote classic movies. They're not, like, my go-tos. Like, I honestly can't even remember half of anything about them, so I don't don't really care about this one. Not to sound, like, Mm -hmm. super, like, snotty. It's not like me being rude. It's just, it's, it's not really my thing, so... No, I get that. I'm here for it, dude. I like hearing all the weird, like, the, the diverse stuff, you know? It's it's interesting hearing someone have more of a neutral opinion on what you love, I feel like, than anything. Are you a Harrison Ford fan, though? Like, would you, like, what, what was the one where he's, like, on the plane, dude, and he's, like, get Air off Force my plane? One? Yeah, dude. And The Fugitive? Like, do you like his, like, movies and, like, are you just not a fan of him? Like, no, I, I, um... Trying to think of a Harrison Ford movie that I've seen that's not like Star Wars or like a franchise thing, because I've not seen Air Force. Like on like Han Solo is the first thing I picked up with him, and that's like the thing associated with. Him. I like him. I really do like him, and I also love how he just like doesn't give a fuck about the movies. Like he's just, mm. like when he gets interviews, he's like oh, for the paycheck. I mm. respect that. I like that. I like him, and like I like him as an actor. It's just Indiana Jones, just not really my thing. I get it. Okay. Okay, that's it. Well, before one more question before before we move on to basin or quick. How about Blade Runner? Are you a fan of that one? Have you watched it? Oh hell yeah, I love Blade Runner. Blade Runner is awesome. Okay, there you go. At least you got like one of the three right there. Well, you did like Harry or Han, but everyone likes Han, you know. But there you go, yeah. man. Blade Runner's a good one. Mason, I don't imagine you've seen Indiana Jones because I know you have not watched Star Wars. But I'm asking you anyways, yeah. bro. Dial of Destiny. What's so- your thoughts on the trailer? So I'm kind of on the Jordan train still. I think um, it's really just kind of whatever. Uh, I mean, it's Indiana Jones. He's going to be a badass. He's going to, you know, um, hop the cars, chase the planes, and stand and you know stand on the top of trains, do whatever. But basically, like that's that's what I took from the trailer. He he's action and great. 
what's happening on Wednesday. You know what's next. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm just kind of like, not Wednesday Netflix. I just mean in general. Like, we're filming this on Tuesday, so I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I kind of just couldn't care less. Um, I mean, I'm sure it would be fun. It's one of those movies. I think if I sat down and watched, I would enjoy. But just in its own right, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, this is like a classic because I haven't seen the others to know. You know. Uh, so that's that. I mean, woohoo. Okay, dude. I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised, dude. Danilo, you had like the most positive opinion on this trailer, bro. That's <laughs> that's, that's a hilarious. first. That's what I'm fucking saying, dude. Jesus. <laughs> oh boy, you guys. I think it's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for the news real quick. We're gonna go ahead and take a quick break for our listeners. We're gonna go ahead and go over our rating system in case you're new to the show. Um, we also have a stream of the week brought to you by Tyler this week. And when we get back, we're going to go ahead and discuss David Harbour's Violent Night. We'll be right back, guys. Oh, hi, Mark. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number five. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number four. Thanks. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number three. Like you did by the lake on the roof. Number two. Set your course for the hot system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? This is Tyler Jansen with Stream of the Week, and today I got for you Captain Phillips. Based on the real-life piracy incident in 2009, this movie follows the titular character played by none other than Tom Hanks and his crew setting up from Oman to Mombasa on container ship Maersk, Alabama. In Somalia, some pirates are selecting their crew for an operation to kidnap or capture whatever they find in their waters for a multi-million dollar price tag, with one of the selected pirates being Abduwali Musay, played by Somali actor Barkad Abdi, and they set out to see where eventually the two worlds would meet, the first encounter resulting in Captain Phillips and his crew spotting Abduwali and his three pirate friends and outrunning them. But they wouldn't be so lucky the second time as the pirates eventually catch up and successfully board the ship and hold them at gunpoint. The pirates make off in the ship's lifeboat with Captain Phillips as hostage with the intentions of taking them back to the mother country and collecting a fat ransom. But before they even get close to home, the US Navy shows up, capturing Abdul clapping his three pirate friends, and rescuing Phillips. The acting in this was amazing. Props to the people who casted actual Somalis, unlike in Black Hawk Down, so it felt a lot more authentic. You could tell they took writing liberties with this movie by making Tom Hanks' character heroic and likable because the real Captain Phillips was a dick who ignored piracy warnings and put his crew in avoidable danger. I gave it a solid best been on the way to Coruscant, and word of the wise, if you are ever traveling and Tom Hanks is involved, something's probably about to get fucked. This is Tyler Jansen, you're listening to Galaxy of Film. Makasalama. Alright guys, and we're back from our break. Let's go ahead and talk about David Harbour's Violent Night. Um, damn, dude, I gotta give the recap for this week, because Neil didn't yeah. watch this one. Hell yeah, no dude, I got it, just based on trailers, dude. Alright. <laughs> so, this mafia... Is breaking into this rich people's house, I believe. Maybe Mafia, maybe SEAL Team 6. Really depends on, you know, what are these white people getting themselves into? You know, because this could be some Ozark shit. What, dude? They are white, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And they have money? Yeah, listen. Listen. Immigrants, we get the job done. White people, let's do some illegal shit and we're rich. Come on now. Come on. Anyway, though, man. Mafia breaks in. It's Christmas Eve. Um, my boy David, um, he's Santa this time around. He's slaying. He's hoeing. 
he has Rudolph and all of them. He just happens to stumble on to this house because he has to deliver some presents, unfortunately. I don't think he wants to be Santa, if I'm guessing right by the trailers, right? Like, he's a bit drunk and tired from being Santa. Uh, a little a little bit, more or less, yeah. Real quick, I just want to say, not to cut you off, Danilo, but the only thing you've gotten wrong so far is that Rudolph is there. Everything else is pretty spot on, so continue. Oh, no. We keep going on, dude, and he comes on the chimney because he's fucking Santa, dude. But you know what? I'm happy, dude. I'm real happy. They made him, like, dust, right? They made him dust, right? Mm-hmm. I'm happy, man. Because, listen, there are some versions where he's, like, actually comes down the fucking thing, and he's like, ah, I burned my ass. Shut the fuck up, dude. That's not how Santa comes in your goddamn house. You know? Come in-house. Get it? I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, funny. Funny if you know that song. Um, Classic animated movie, though, dude. Classic animated movie. I think Mrs. Claus gets, like, body by a reindeer anyway though dude keep going on with violent night um you know like usual when you go out to the bar and you have one too many and i mean dude one too many because like to get violent when you're drunk it's something else he has to fight for this family bro so he starts swinging some punches and everything like that how long was this movie uh an hour and 50 i think yeah hour 50 dude so we get so that's already like 40 minutes of the film then we get another 40 minutes of him like kicking some ass ass um he meets the little girl writes the little girl he has the heart to heart they both go through character arcs not the white family but santa claus does and the girl she makes him believe that oh christmas is just christmas Woo! and he's like you know what christmas is christmas and i'm happy i'm fucking santa claus i tore this shit up and he tears it up dude um forgot if the white parents die but i imagine they don't considering um you know they're white. Um, but all the fucking mafia men just get slaughtered. Um, and then he goes back and he just gives out presents to little boys and little girls with the reindeer. And the girl can remember that little time that Santa Claus saved her family. And the mafia won't come back. That was spot on, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I said, the movie was given away in the trailer, bro. Oh, fuck, dude. That was... Max that's is my... like, all right, we're done here. Bye, guys. Yeah, that's my favorite recap so far, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Um, the only thing you missed out in that, dude, are two very important things that... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they took me out of the movie or what you'd want to call them, but I took notice very early on that the antagonist of this film is none other than Luigi Mario himself, John Leguizano. So I can't take him serious, because he refused to wear the fucking, like, facial hair and the jumpsuit in the Mario movie, and I'm seeing him chasing around fucking Santa in this movie. <laughs> and he then believes, dude. He believes. Just like in the Polar Express, they couldn't hear the bell if they didn't believe. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, fuck, dude. Um, God, that lost my train of thought completely. Holy shit, man. Make there was another you... thing in the plot, dude, that threw you for a loop. It Shut was the Mario f- And what was the other one, dude? Um, yeah, dude. Fucking Santa's a Viking in this. A literal oh, Viking. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Mason, what are some of your overall thoughts on Violent Night, dude? Because I kind of threw you into this episode. <laughs> yeah, so... 
You know, it was one of those things after Stranger Things, obviously, they're all landing different roles. And it's interesting because like David Harbour, it's like you think of the kids, where are they, where are they going to go? But these adults have, you know, if they're in the industry, they're going to get their own types of roles. But typically, I would assume roles that are different than what a kid could get, like Santa Claus, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever David Harbour, I saw that he was Santa, I'm like, okay, this is an interesting take because it's David Harbour. You know, we, we, he's a detective. Can he be Santa? Yeah, I think he can. Um, but, like, it's one of those things I kind of felt like I enjoyed the movie for what it was. But I feel like there wasn't enough, like, breakaway from the suspense, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's just one thing. Like, it just felt very, very consistent, which, I, you know, it's the theme of the movie. There's hostages. There's, there's this. There's that. Whatever. Lots of slaughtering. But, like, it's also a Christmas movie, too. And so, like, part of me thinks like there, there's got to be some kind of time to relax when you're watching it uh, but the whole time it almost made me bored because of that like there wasn't anything to really separate the violence from the rest of the movie you know I get it's in the title itself I get that but it you know parts of it it felt like a, a kind of rip off home alone but mm-hmm. David Harbour's Santa made it fun it, it was a good movie I if I never saw it again, I probably wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not bad. It's just not my normal cup of tea. Probably. I'm glad you brought up Home Alone, dude. I think everyone's going to for this movie because he does set up a lot of or the girl, excuse me, she sets yeah. up a lot of traps. I mean, she and says Home Alone is an yeah. They reference that a lot, mm-hmm. and it's like the one thing. If it was like more dragged out, like Home Alone is, like. Kevin in that movie, he's bam, bam, bam throughout the whole movie planning stuff, right? Mm. But this was like not even ten minute scene where this girl's just launching all this stuff at them, and I get it. It, it was a gimmicky kind of move, but like it felt really shoehorned in. Mm. So that's that's my take. But okay, dude. For me, like the like the weird classic trope, I can kind of or not trope, but like film, I can compare this to. Odd enough. And I was telling uh, Jordan this outside of the theater because we actually went to a press screening. So shout out to you for that, Jordan. Uh, thank you for tagging me for, or tagging me along for this whole thing, dude. Let me tag with you. Um, but I was telling him outside the theater about this whole thing. This reminds me of a Godzilla movie, odd enough. Like the human like B plot of the family is so throwaway in this movie. It's almost laughable. Yeah. You don't give a fuck about the family. You're there. They for make themselves the unlikable. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. You're here for the violence in the main character. This is just that. Everything else is very throwaway in a sense, and like, it is a bit like I don't want to know if I want to call it disappointing in a sense because I think the Santa stuff we get in this movie is pretty damn good. It's very entertaining. It's different. You know, um, it's not our typical regular santa claus obviously yeah he's not fucking holly jolly you know it's cool clearly we're watching the movie for that um but it's just weird because the whole movie isn't just santa going crazy there is a weird like christmas family plot twisted into this whole thing um and i just i don't know if i if i'm appreciative of it or if I'm a bit disappointed, because it is like the Godzilla thing for me in that sense, where nothing else matters but where I see Santa and what he's doing. Um, and I did enjoy, though, the Santa stuff. I can't, like, emphasize that enough, you know. Um, but, Jake, what are some of your, like, immediate reactions to, to this thing? 
I really want to see Northman Santa prequel. I need that. <laughs> that was so fucking badass. And I was like, I need more of this mm-hmm. because like this is fucking awesome. Um I liked it. I had fun with it. Um I definitely think like John Leguizamo was like kinda not killing it. I was like, he's really like I feel like I feel like there's gotta be like a an equal to David Harbour's energy. And we didn't get that, you know? I needed more of, like, that over-the-top, just crazy villain. Mm-hmm. Um, Because he has, like, a lot of those, like, stupid Christmas lines in this movie. But coming from him, he's trying to play it straight, and it, like, comes off force because he's not having enough fun with it, it feels like. Um, I could see that, yeah. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't love him. I thought he was a little weak. Um, mm-hmm. But, but uh, other than that, I had a lot of fun with it, and I thought the action was fantastic and i thought like a lot of like the kills were pretty fun um particularly once like santa really kind of just gets into it and he's like fuck it like and he just starts going off like it's so much fun Mm. um yeah no didn't care about like the family getting held hostage all that stuff didn't work for me i thought like the comedy in those scenes was really kind of lame and a lot of those jokes didn't land um but I had so much fun once David Harbour gets into his just killing machine craziness. And it was so entertaining. And it was something that I didn't know I needed to see. But it was, mm. I, I loved seeing a movie where Santa just fucking kills a bunch of people die hard style. It was so fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I had a good time hard. with it. Speaking of die, die hard, hard, dude, they confirm it's a Christmas movie in this thing. Yep. They finally do, man. So, so such a good fucking Christmas movie at that too. Oh, Jordan, what are some of your thoughts as well, man, on uh, on Violent Night? Uh, I'm gonna bounce off of what is a previous episode in real time, but in our chronological order of podcast is a future episode of what I said with the Terrifier movies. Okay, I like genre movies that are simple. Mm-hmm. So this is like the kind of movie that I like to see right now because the movie landscape for me is kind of like meh. For a lot of stuff, I like seeing stuff that's just like its own self-contained, like follows the genre tropes, whatever, because it, it just I feel like like you said when we came out the movie that this is like destined for like a Scream Factory release. Mm-hmm. That's like the best way I can explain this movie, but like in a good way. Um, it reminds me a lot of Krampus, which is another universal one, um, which I just now remembered. But, like, I feel like Universal does these, like, weird genre movies every once in a while, and I can get down with it. I like it. Okay. Okay, dude. I haven't seen that one as well, but I remember when that came out. Um, that was, like, what, 2018, I think, or 2017? 2015. Oh, 20, God damn, I feel old, man. Jesus. <laughs> uh, let's get into some things off the top of our head that we didn't like in particular. Um, Mason, is there anything for you when it comes to Violent Night? Um... I kind of feel like, um, what was the main, Jimmy Martinez? Was that the main antagonist's name? It was Jimmy something. John Leguizano? Um, no, I'm saying like his character though. His name was like Jimmy something in the movie. Oh, dude, I couldn't fucking tell you. I just watched yeah, David no, I, Harbour as Santa just murder a bunch of people. I think I sorry, give a fuck about I, I watched the name. movie. <laughs> I just watched like six hours ago. Like I'm still fresh. But anyway, his name's Jimmy, I'm pretty sure. But basically like all of his, I guess, um, you know, sidekicks, whatever, there's peppermint, candy cane, etc. like the whole trope. Um, it really felt like they're not memorable at all. The only guy that kind of sticks out to me was the one in the room with the families. 
the rest just kind of felt like they were just there to add more violence. But there wasn't anything that any of them did or said or how they acted besides that guy that really left the good, you know, any kind of impression on me. The one in the room was just crazy. And I liked that, um, you know, seemed to fit the vibe. But the rest are just kind of like, yeah, we're here. We're just going to kill people. And, you know, there w- didn't seem to have much motive besides, you know, being with what's his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's an enemy kind of aesthetic anyway. You're, you're not going to really use common sense for it or whatever. But like people are just blindly following somebody else. And that happens in movies like this, I guess. But uh, so there was that. Um, like I said, the Home Alone bits kind of just felt forced, kind of a shoehorn. Um, I don't know, like, the characters, I I feel like a lot of times if I'm in here with you guys, I'll, I'll try to be positive, but like, I think the only really cool thing about this movie that I actually enjoyed was David Harbour's Santa. Like, the rest of it was like, you know, it was kind of just whatever. I feel like it's kind of forgettable. Mm-hmm. But like, I think kind of flip-flopping from that you know, mindset for a second. The idea of David Harbour, he's already, he seems like a gritty man, you know? So, like, when you throw him in a role like this, like, he's an old, washed-up, depressed Santa. And I think based on what I've seen of him in Stranger Things, where he has that arc where he turns into a badass, it kind of applied here, too, where it's like he just seems really out of it and, you know, a little too loose in life and just needs something to kind of motivate himself with, you know? But this time it just happened to be the spirit of Christmas, you know. Mm. Um, but besides that, it just kind of seemed like it kind of fell flat for me. I don't know. Like, it just kind of seemed whatever. And the characters in the room, I didn't like that much at all. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm pretty sure, you know, they're not supposed to be liked anyway. But, man, they were so fucking annoying. Like, <laughs> some of them were just a lot. So, mm. I don't know. That's pretty much where I stand on it, though. Okay, dude. I'm kind of right there, like, almost echoing you in a sense. My main issue, aside from every character, including the family being very throwaway, other than Santa, is the goons. I think they're really yeah. wasted in this. Um, not just because they don't do anything, but because of John Leguizano. Because he's such a bland antagonist in this. I was really hoping we'd get, like, some creative, like, goons. Because he's saying, like, all the Christmas one-liners throughout the whole fucking movie. Like, if they were to pull out, like, holiday-themed weapons or something, like, having their guns, like, of a bow attached to it or wrapped or some shit, or if we see them using, like, the, the candy canes going off on people or some shit like that, if they were themed more than just their names, I would have given a fuck. If I were yeah. to see some Christmas kills from them as well, you know? it's Think of them like Smash Bros. characters. Like, if they each had an individual set of attributes that made them... Mm. that name you know that would have been more memorable i agree dude i agree that's i just like this is the biggest waste of potential in this thing because it's like you have a lot of right pieces to make this like the ultimate like violent christmas movie or whatever you know um but you just you can't have not only a lackluster villain but also a lackluster army for that villain or backup for that villain and in this case, where you have such a themed movie, they just did not feel themed whatsoever. They felt mm-hmm. like the most throwaway things, and I hate that for this. Um, Jordan, what are some of your gripes with Violent Night? Um, really, the only thing I would say is I wish they would have committed more to the part that I liked about it, of it being a straight like genre film. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have committed 
Um, like, I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but like the specific, you know, the attic scene with the one mm-hmm. guy like that, if that whole movie would have been like that, I think that would have rose it to like a little bit higher level of just being like a straight up movie that would become like a cult classic eventually. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they kind of restrained for a lot of it and then would let it out every once in a while and then kind of like dial it back in for it being an R rated movie. I feel you on that, man. That um, that nail scene in particular reminded me a bit of a uh, *Brightburn*. I don't know if you felt the same way if you've seen that movie, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that actually. That scene. Yeah, I love *Brightburn*. It's been forever since I've seen it, but I like that. Okay, so you you know exactly the scene I'm talking about then. Very glad. <laughs> um, Jake, what are your, some of your gripes of this one, man? Um, just to repeat some, the John Leguizamo did was not into it um, at all. I I thought like. To echo uh, Mason, I think the only person who knew what movie they were in was that crazy guy in mm. the room with them. I think like he was sort of the vibe I was looking for to kind of match that like electric energy David Harbour was bringing. And that's what I wanted from kind of everybody else. Um, and they just weren't delivering that. Um, I think like these ideas were better with like the themed uh character names and stuff like that they should have committed more and gone a little bit more over the top have fun with it you know get crazy um they just didn't go far enough in some places but i think like aside from like david like the movie kind of knows what it is which i appreciate Mm. and it knows that it's not a totally great movie you know like like i appreciated that like this was very tongue-in-cheek and very like yeah, we know we're not really doing much to break the wheel here, but also, like, let's have fun and have David Harbour kill a bunch of people. Um, so I appreciate it for doing that, but, like, other than that, there's not really much here, you know? Mm. But it's it's a good time. Um, but, yeah, just, like, you know, pretty much all of the characters, aside from, like, David Harbour, and I suppose the little girl at times, are just nothing. I feel you on that, too, man. What would your um your final rating and comments be for uh, for Violent Night, Jake? If you were to have to put a number, I would on give it. it a, I would give it a Nebu. Okay. Um, I think it's solid. Uh, better than I expected it to be for sure. Um, had no expectations. Probably wasn't even gonna see it to be honest. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I was. I was very like, this looks bad. But then we start. <laughs> I started hearing it's pretty solid, and I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll go. Um, I had fun. And I, I thought it was a good time. But would I ever, like, revisit this? I mean, maybe for, like, the Christmas, like, vibe. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess, like, there's this is very kind of a niche thing that, like, I can't really get anywhere else. So I probably would have to revisit it just because, like, there are no other movies where Santa Claus kills everybody. You know, so <laughs> I guess I would just revisit it just because it's the only place I can get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, like, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty pretty disp- I mean this this movie was geared very well for the theater. You know, it comes out beginning of December. It's probably going to go to VOD by like Christmas Eve and then it's just going to make a killing over there. Like it's just going mm-hmm. to make so much money from like digital sales. And I think that's kind of what Universal's banking on. Like they know they have like a a very niche little movie that like, costs like very little money, you know, makes all of its money in theaters like 2 weeks in and then just fucking is able to add on to that because movie costs like 20 million to make so they're just gonna start making so much money from this um but yeah it's a good time okay man for, for my personal rating i'm giving this a, a naboo on the way to bestman i really did have fun with this 
Um, obviously, like the goons in the family, you know, they're they're the main issue in this. I feel like for everyone. Um, but however, there is a weird like promotional issue I have with this movie. It is such fucking wasted potential that the trailer music for this or any of the TV spots or anything is not using Weird Al's The Night Santa Went Crazy. A literal, like, five-minute song about Santa fucking and killing every single elf and reindeer and, like, murdering Mrs. Like, I don't know why that wasn't used for this movie. Um, weird gripe, I know. Only Weird Al fans will get that one, so sorry, but thanks to the two fucking Weird Al fans out there listening to this episode. Um, you get it, you know. But yeah, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a Naboo on the way to Bespin, you know. It's definitely not the worst thing, but it is a niche market, like you said, Jake. I, I would like to return this maybe a couple Christmases from now, you know. Um, Jordan, what is your final comments and rating on Violent Night? I think I'll definitely go see it again in theaters. I want to take my girlfriend to see it because it's definitely something that's up her alley. And I feel like any movie that's like John Wick Santa, I just ha- have got to like it. So for me, it's a Bespin. Um, I enjoy it. Like, I'll buy it on 4K when it comes out. And it'll probably be one I'll watch every year just because it's, like, my kind of movie. Like, Tactical Santa is my kind of thing, so. <laughs> tactical Santa. I dig it. I dig it. I bet uh, on 4K it would look gorgeous. You and I were talking about that after the film. This is color graded very well. So I, I imagine a physical 4K disc, this would look fucking great, honestly. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait. This. I hope it gets a 4K because it definitely deserves it. Yeah, especially if, like, Scream Factory were to ever get their hands on, on the rights to this thing, it would get a nice treatment, for sure. 100%. Um, Mason, I'd probably give it a Naboo. You what, Danilo? I said I'll probably give it a Naboo. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> I recapped the movie, bro. I know exactly what I'm watching. Jesus Christ. Mason, what are your final comments and ratings on Violent Night? I'm just going to rip it from Danilo. Uh, I want to call it a Naboo as well. I think it was one of those things that it's fun to watch and I had fun in the moment, but like, you know, is that a movie I would watch over and over? No. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it has potential to one day down the road, if nobody copies this, be a classic like Elf or like Home Alone or something like that. It's kind of its own thing like we were talking about, but like it really just doesn't hit the mark for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if like... It's just such a dark, gritty movie. And I feel like with Christmas, you have to have a little bit of pop somewhere that's a little cheery. And I know towards the end, like, things, you know, it's a Christmas movie. Shit's going to go right at the end, most Mm -hmm. likely. But, like, it's just one of those things, like, in my head, think of it like if it had breakaway scenes in the same kind of mood that Paul Blart Mall Cop had. Where it's like, think of him being like a mall Santa and then somehow getting into the real role or whatever. Like if there was some kind of backup plot, instead of just, we just see him be depressed starting out. I feel like I would have been more engaged to know, I guess why he is the way he is, but he just appears to be such a hateful dude. And it's like, it kind of bummed me out actually, you know, but towards the end he gets his Christmas spirit back and that's all good. But it, it, it was just whatever to me. So what you're telling me is you wanted a more grounded Santa. I guess, but I want... <laughs> if the Santa went rogue, then that's cool. But, like, mm-hmm. I want to see, like, the happy version of that Santa, too. You know? What went wrong? Like, oh, okay. So instead of the Viking backstory or something like that, you would, I got I you. guess, yeah. Maybe, okay. I don't know. It was fine. I feel you, man. I feel you. Well... 
I guess you'll uh, you'll have some different opinions on our next Santa flick that we're going to go ahead and get ready to talk about in a minute. But before we go ahead and do that, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Jordan, you're dipping out for the rest of this episode, man. I appreciate you coming on to talk about Violent Night with us, dude. And I appreciate you having me come along with you to this press screening for the movie. Really enjoyed my time seeing it with you. Um, where can our listeners follow you, bro? So I have Twitter um, and Letterboxd. I also write for Manor 208. Uh, All of their movie stuff on their website, literally all of it's me. So any articles, reviews, it's all me. That's where most of my writing is. But I also log pretty much everything I watch on Letterboxd and try to write a little something with it. Mm -hmm. Those are like the two main places. But I also do have Twitter, which you can link down there. And that's just usually just like random shit. So, Okay, sweet, dude. Well, I'm glad you came on this week for this, dude. Uh, our listeners, you know, Jordan will be back in a few weeks. Like you said, he's here for a special episode we've got at the end of the year going on, talking about the Terrifier films and Hobo with a Shotgun. Stay tuned for that. For that episode, it'll be uh, pretty fucking gory. Those are some goddamn movies for sure. Um, but yeah, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking about Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. We'll be right back, guys. Let's talk about Cocaine Santa. Okay, dude, I'm already recording. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> sure, dude. No, I'm glad you are recording, bro. Because Buddy was on the Booger Sugar Pride with this fucking film. Anyway, though, guys, we're going to be talking about Santa Claus that started the trilogy. Uh, Santa Claus, The Escape, or was it heroin? It was one of the white stuff, dude. We don't know. But he was doing it in Detroit. Shout out to Michigan. Um. Anyway, though, are you? do you not know that, man? <laughs> no, I do. I just forgot about okay, that. Okay, yeah, just shut the fuck up. Anyway, though, dude. So this movie starts out with Tim Allen taking an axe, dude. He hears the knock on his tree, dude. So what does any logical white man do? He takes an axe out of his fucking garage and he turns into fucking, uh, oh God, what was his fucking name, dude, from The Shining? Jack. Turns into Jack. He starts knocking on the fucking roof. He's like, get off my fucking roof. Santa Claus comes down, slides down off the fucking roof, dude. He takes his axe and just chops up fucking Santa Claus. Bro, are we watching the same movie? Yeah, bro, we are. The so then Tim Allen, what? Um, he he what he he's Santa Claus now. He gets all fat and shit, and then he goes to the North Pole and he meets Bernard and the other fucking kid. And Bernard's a G, dude. Bernard's like shape <laughs> up or ship out, motherfucker. And the little pudgy kid's like, stop, man. He doesn't know what he's doing. And Tim, you know, does a line in the bathroom and he's like, Nah, bro, I'm not Santa. So then he goes home or whatever, but the wife, you know, the wife wants nothing to do with him now that he's gained, like, 80 more fucking pounds, dude. But he looks like, you know, a college kid who's been in college for five years. Um, then he comes out, and he's like, you know what, I guess I am Sam. Because his dad, his son or whatever, like, you know, tries to connect with his son. That's basically the movie. He becomes Santa Claus. He connects more with his son. You know, he was kind of a shit father, alcoholic, cocaine. Um... And so he connects with the son at the end because that's what his son wanted. And I think that's the true meaning of Christmas because he gets him a fucking present too. And if money doesn't show you, as Michael Scott once said, Christmas is such a special time because you can put a dollar amount on a present and you can say, that is how much I care about. And that's what Tim Allen does in this film. And then he Santa Claus. And Bernard's like, you fuck. I say I have to live with you for the next fucking next movie, even though there'll be three. And you know what? 
justice for Bernard, dude. Justice for Bernard, because he was a straight G. And the little pudgy kid, nah, he was alright, too. Yeah, dude, that's that's certainly not how I remember this fucking movie. No. <laughs> No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I totally forgot uh, about Tim Allen and all that, man. Oh. I don't know how. Oh, you're probably not from Michigan, man. This was a big deal in Michigan. We were like, hell yeah, maybe he's coming back for, you know, the, the courts. Make an appearance. You know? Dang, dude. Whew. Let's just go play, dude. Come on now, man. I know, damn, I just wasn't expecting that one, dog. That was great. Yeah. The Santa Claus, everybody. This is a fucking Disney movie. Um, we got three of these things and a series recently. Um, did you watch these as a kid, Danilo, or when did you get into this series? Yeah, I watched these as a kid, man. Why would I if I if I tried to watch them now, dude, like a Netflix original, I would find the nearest pistol. <laughs> Jake, did now you I watch this the- as a kid, dude? <laughs> did you watch yeah, this? Yeah, I wasn't really talking, but that's fine, man. <laughs> Oh, she's not a kid, bro. Second one was gas, and the Nutcrackers took over. And Bernard is in it, just fucking tearing shit up. And then his like, I guess his like mom's dead or some shit. I really have no fucking idea. But the principal's like hitting on him. Oh no, he falls in love with the prince. I don't know, dude. Anyway, though, third one is kind of dope, dude, because we get all the magical people: Mr. Sandman, the Easter Bunny, um, a few other fucks. Um, and then Jack Frost, dude. And Jack Frost, dude. Are we? Hang on. Never mind. We're still recording. We're live. Never mind. But I was gonna say something about Jack Frost, but we'll save that for another time, bro. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Third one wasn't wasn't really a fan of it, but you know, got trapped in snow globes and shit. But justice for Bernard, bro. Justice for Bernard. I haven't seen that third one in so long, dude. I don't think I've seen. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the third one less like as since I was a kid, bro. Like live on Disney Channel one during one of their uh, like re- re- oh, remember when they would like de- basically dedicate a whole like days block to replaying this movie and Cartoon yeah, Network would dude. do the same thing yeah, for like yeah, Haunted yeah. House and shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, all three of them, man. Yeah, I do remember that. Jake, what do you think about these movies, man? I uh, when I was a kid, I really loved them. Um, grew up with them. Just re rewatched all three of them this past week, basically. Um, I I have fun with them. I have very fond memories, especially of the first one and the second one. Um, third one, I think I saw it in theaters, and then I was just like, "All right, you know, it was over that one." And then I as I, I rewatched that one today, and I was like, "Wow!" Like especially watching it like kind of as an as an older person, it's like mm-hmm. they really like kind of brush over a lot of things like very quickly. Like like there's like that whole like bit where like. Like Danilo said, they get stuck in the snow globe and they go back in time or whatever. And it's like, it's like this is like ten minutes of the movie. It's very inconsequential. It should have been the whole plot. Anyway, um, the first one, very fond memories. Like this was like a go-to like rewatch for me every Christmas. It still is. These all these years later, I really have fun with this movie. I know like it had some things about it which we'll talk about in the complaints. Have not aged well, but I do think it's still like a ton of fun. Yeah, it's a ton of fun, and uh, I really love Tim Allen in this, and uh, I think the world's a lot of fun, and all this stuff. Uh, it's a classic. I really enjoy it. And the second one, also, like, is, like, on par, if not better, honestly. It's so good. But, uh, yeah, the first one is classic. Did you watch the, the series at all? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I am, uh, it's, I think, episode 
episode four three just five. came out. Episode four is out this week. Okay. Well, yeah, whichever. I'm caught up, so I'm ready. Okay. What are your thoughts on that so far? I haven't watched it yet. Honestly, like, I'm not loving it, but um, it's fun to see Tim Allen back again, and the the wife Carol is back. Mm. Um, you get a couple of cameos here and there from the originals. Um, I think we're about to get a huge one tomorrow, though. I won't say who I think it is, but Bernard. I'm not going to say who I think it no, is. No, come on, man. Give me a thumbs up or thumbs down, because I'll watch this if Bernard's coming back, bro. I think I think you might need to tune in. What? I'm, I'm here at business tonight, bro. Justice for Bernard, know, bro. Listen, I don't know, man. I got a feeling. Jack, I got a feeling. Frost, Jack Frost would have been Jack fucking dead if Bernard was on site, dude. He would have fucking rocked his shit. <laughs> fucking oh, yeah. fruity ass. Iceman. Jesus, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Oh, did you guys ever watch the fucking, um, the Snow Miser film? Buddy, stop. It is one of the greatest cinematic masterpieces I've ever witnessed in my life. You want a Jack Frost, bro? It's Snow Miser. Not whatever fucking fairy we got in Santa Claus 3D Escape Clause, bro. <laughs> and you know what? Fuck Disney. Fuck ABC. Fuck Freeform. Fuck you guys. My ABC's 25 Days Until Christmas went to Freeform's 25 Days Until Christmas. And you know what they're playing, dude? The fucking Santa Claus movies, fucking Home Alone, and fucking goddamn Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Almost fucking daily at this point. There's one showing of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the cartoon. There's zero showings of Heat Miser and Snow Miser. For, in my recollection, the first time ever. Since growing up. That's weird, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just those four movies, man. I loved no, ABC. Snow yeah. is a G, yeah. dude. Snow Mice is a G, bro. I loved ABC's 25 Days of Christmas, dude. That, that shit was great growing up. That shit got me laid. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Uh, <laughs> is it my turn yet? Yeah. What are your thoughts about the Santa Claus, dude? The elves ones that came out, dude? All right. The elves ones with Go and, like, Happy or whatever. And they were, like, Recon Elves. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, dude. That one was lit as well. Nowhere to be found, dude. Nowhere to be found. Jesus Christ, dude. All right. So, anyway, guys, here's what's up. Uh, okay. So, basically, the original Santa Claus... Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as the rest of us. I think we all kind of just grew up with this. Mm-hmm. This was totally a classic. Um, I watched Elf every year, and I watched this every year. Uh, specifically the first one. The second one, I kind of just remember seeing. I don't know where. But the third one I saw in theaters, and the snow globe scene made me cry. I was scared of him. I was an idiot. Um, whatever. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, basically, so I really think this was like one of those movies. Like, like I was saying about Violent Night, like, it, it needs to be cheery, and the Santa Claus really is. There's a lot of conflicting, like, internal conflict with Tim Allen where he's like, I don't, I'm not Santa. But then he eventually just adapts to it, and it's like, okay, I guess I'm the guy now, you mm-hmm. know? And so that was a fun arc to see. But, like, I think it's a very, very fun movie in the way that it's like, you start out, you're just some random dude at DNR Marketing or wherever he's working, and, you know, he's making toys, and it's kind of a cool parallel, but now he's Santa, still making toys and delivering them the same, just a different aspect, a different way. Um, 
So as a kid, you don't pay attention to the connections like that. But I just watched it like three days ago, and I was like, man, that's kind of interesting. Um, so there was that. That was neat. Uh, but I think a lot of the the bond between Charlie and him, that's neat. That's a good part of the movie. Because like over time, you know, Charlie's mom and her husband, or boyfriend, whoever he is at the time, um, Neil is his name. Like, they kind of Neil, grow. dude. Yeah, fuck Neil. But they really grow, like, kind of impatient with Tim they're like or with Scott Calvin you know they're like dude you gotta get your shit together and it's like they have this him and his son have the secret now so mm. it's like there's a lot of, there's a lot happening but I think it's extremely well done in the way it's presented and the way it's like kind of just you know the way you consume it it's pretty digestible and it's just a fun it's just a fun Christmas movie yeah man it is fun this is something where I don't like they couldn't make this today to this degree if Disney were to go ahead and, you know, slap on a new original Christmas film. Um, yeah. Literally, fucking Tim Allen kills Santa Claus, basically. Dude falls off the yeah. fucking roof. And he doesn't even do shit, man. Man yeah. still doesn't fucking call 911. He fucking takes yeah. the guy's wallet, for Christ's sake. Um, the the jokes of Tim Allen. There's a couple... It's an evil uh, world we live in, bro. Say again? It's an evil world we live in. Um, some of the sexist jokes in here, which I thought were funny, like, you know, obviously we can't have that to today's standards. Okay. No, dude, I'm serious. Like, this is something that couldn't be made in today's day, dude, honestly. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like one or two jokes, like, people wouldn't think too much about. But, like, when I think of a show that can't be, like, redone today, it'd be mm -hmm. The Office, for sure. But, like... Yeah, yeah. But, like, this seems much more mild compared to that to me at least so i don't i don't agree with that but see i, I don't only know say because it's disney though like if this yeah. were a different company well, doing it right I could see that well, disney is doing their own spin on it again you know well, they are now but like they're not doing the original was, yeah 94 tim allen kills yeah. fucking santa yeah. off the goddamn roof you know they're doing their yeah. own spin based off the sequels well, more than anything well, so they didn't like he didn't kill santa but like basically he just disappeared they, they don't explain that though you know but, like, you know, he put on the suit, and that was it. Yeah, fucking, and, yeah. And then Obi-Wan disappears in A New Hope, and fucking Vader doesn't kill Come on, dude. Like, I wasn't there. I didn't watch that. Yeah. But Jesus. I don't know, man. Like, it was a fun movie. I like the sequel a lot, and I like the third one a lot. So. I don't remember that much of the second one for some reason. Like, Nutcrackers come in, dude, and they start lighting shit up. They make, like, I the Santa Claus robot. And that kind of stuff, like I, yeah. I remember like more like frames more than anything from the sequel, like output production or something like that. I think it was. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget though, like the Easter Bunny stuff with the first or the third film, where they're in like the council oh, yeah. of like the fairy. I don't know what you even call those like Weird. figures. Tim, Timmy yeah. shared his burger sugar in the writing room for that one, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, dude. Like, mimicking what everyone has been saying about this one. Uh, this is something we grew up with. I fucking love this movie. Um, I really like seeing that it's a slow transition into Santa. It's a full year of him, like, getting fatter. And, of course, it's an hour and a half, hour and 40 for us, so it's nothing. Um, but upon rewatching this as an adult where you can take notice, we're like... It's been several months going by. We do see the strain of the relationship being affected like more and more as time goes on by this weird Santa transition. Um, it's kind of cool to see as an adult looking back on it. Um, mainly because of that. Like, I remember hearing the line of... Uh, the mother says something along the lines of saying that, like, oh, this is damaging the kid or whatever. 
like you attempting to like make him like you by tr- changing yourself physically. And I never really like understood that as a kid much, like how that could be creepy for another parent or for someone to witness another adult like fully head to toe transition into Santa. And like that added a different layer of comedy to it in a sense. Cause like now as a full fucking 23 year old, I can realize or recognize if some other kid's dad was doing this shit, it'd be fucking weird, dude. <laughs> um, I don't have gripes of this one though. Do you, I don't think anyone really has something with the first one, at least Jake, do you have any gripes at the top of your head with the Santa Claus? I do think like, I know it was 94, mm. but some of these effects are so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like watching it the other day and like the reindeer like are taken off and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm, I mean, like there were other things at this time that looked better. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, it's a kid's movie and it's fun and it's passable enough, but like. I was watching this and I was like, "Oh my god!" But like, other than that, it's 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 great, and I I have very fond memories of it, and it still holds up. Mm-hmm. I'd say for the effect stuff, the reindeer all look pretty awful, yeah. except for Comet. Like the up close shots of Comet, whatever. I don't know if this was Henson that did stuff for this, or whoever was working with Disney for the puppeteering thing, did a pretty good job on that. I felt like, but yeah, I know yeah. Where you're coming at. Um, Mason, dude, let's, let's go ahead and wrap this up, dude. What is your final comments and ratings on Tim Allen's and Santa Claus? Um, so kind of just to touch on the, the VFX side of things real quick, mm-hmm. you know, Max, you know, more than the rest of the people here, like that's kind of my job now, partly like I don't do stuff to that degree, but like I hyperanalyze stuff like that now more than ever. And like watching it over again, just a few days ago, I was like, man, you know, I'm not going to act like I know the most about motion graphics at all or anything like that mm. or the animation of 3d objects etc but like in my head i could replicate some of that and like you know that's always easier said than done but like you know it it was media it's kind of mediocre the way it was done but you know like jake was saying like it's it's 94 but even then like there's there's other things that are that speak louder than that you know uh from back then but it like you know again kind of just echoing it's like it was totally still a passable very enjoyable time um and it kind of just let kind of pave the way for a really awesome franchise you know so because of that i'm i'm kind of on like the the upper bestman side of things like okay. i i think over time like the franchise as a whole kind of got some plot holes and you know, what's Mrs. Claus's first name? Like they never, they didn't cover a lot of random stuff like that. They didn't acknowledge in the first movie how like nobody cared where the old Santa was. It's just him now. Mm. Like there's a lot of weird things looking back now where it's just like, make it make sense, you know? But um, other than that though, I mean, as a 10 year old, like that was mesmerized by that movie. So like the, the whole franchise is awesome. So. Okay, dude. Uh, for my personal rating, this first one at least, I do agree there are plot holes and whatnot of the franchise. Um, but yeah, dude, this first movie is a fucking Death Star. This is like my favorite Christmas-themed movie, where it's like a series, like a franchise based after it. Um, it'll forever be a classic. You know, this is also my favorite Tim Allen movies. Um, this is something where like... I kind of can't wait to show my future kids in a sense. You know, this is really like a a weird 
timestamp movie I'm proud of, almost. Um, Danilo, what is your rating for this one, man? Yeah, dude, probably in the boo. Oh, shit, okay. Is there a reason why? He's not going to explain? <laughs> what? Is there a reason why? I mean, it was all right, dude. It just wasn't my Christmas movie. Like, I like other ones over this one. I was never a big Tim Allen guy. Um, it was cool. <laughs> Danilo needs to get in the Christmas spirit. Jesus, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> for Bernard, bro. Listen, if Bernard saw a fucking, what was the boyfriend's name or whatever? Neil. Yeah, dude. If Bernard saw a fucking Neil, dude, he would have put his ass six feet under real fast. <laughs> so would the little pudgy guy, too, dude. I don't know. What's the little pudgy guy's name? I don't know who you're talking about. Bernard's got Bernard's other friend who helps Tim Allen. Uh, oh, Curtis? He's in the yeah, Curtis. Yeah, yeah, he's in the sequels, oh, dude. Bernard Curtis, got yeah. I can't stand Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> BC or CB. Those guys were G's, dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jake, what is your rating for the Santa Claus? Um, I would I would probably give it a Bespin. I think it I think a lot of it holds up. It's it's still like a classic movie that I'll always return to. Um just some of that stuff in there was a little dated to me. Um but it but it's like a really fun, charming kids movie and I I always like revisiting it and I always have fond memories of it. Even the sequels, which are like you know, the second one's like pretty stupid and cheesy, but like I have such great memories with that one, even more so than the first one to be honest. Like I like watched that movie a lot, the second one. And the third one I just don't really like. But like overall the franchise as a whole and it's so much fun now to see like the show kind of retroactively fill in some of these plot holes that we were talking about. Like it's really cool and enjoyable. Um so I I, I love the franchise. I hope the show sticks the landing. Um, so we have like a good at least conclusion to the whole thing. I don't, I don't know if they're going to continue after that. Uh, probably not. But um, I hope it. I hope it ends strong. Um, but yeah, this first one, Bestman, it's classic. Okay, man, I feel you. Real Dang. quick, Jake. Real quick, man. Prep and landing, bro. That was the name Prep of that show with the two L's. Yep. Yeah, dude. Well, another show with just two fucking G's in it. Dang, man. I think that's going to wrap it up for a Christmas special this week, Danilo. Yeah, I think so, man. Do you sound real fucking excited? Jesus, dude. <laughs> These are not my Christmas movies, dog. These are not my Christmas movies, man. Yeah, I feel you. Speaking of our Christmas movies and other people's Christmas movies, though, I made a poll on our Instagram. It was a shameless plug. Follow us at Galaxy of Film. But I want to go ahead and ask some of your guys' favorite Christmas movies. And I thought I'd go ahead and read a couple of them out and get some opinions. So uh, if you guys have any of these movies, just fucking reach out for them, you know. We've got um, okay. our boy Uncle Brian from Drink of the Movies over there with a classic known as It's a Wonderful Life. Do you guys have any thoughts on this one? Brian, dude, you are showing your age. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that fucking... Isn't that movie black and white? <laughs> Next one, bro. Read the next one, dude. I'll give my two cents. Okay, from Matt Paul DLR, we got our Matt. Uh, he's our first ever guest star on the show. He commented National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as a classic of Chevy Chase. Do you have any comments, Danilo? Age like fine wine, dude. With the comments that that movie has, 
mm-hmm. Chevy Chase. That movie aged like fine wine. <laughs> you can't play that on cable anymore, probably. Oh, you can't? No. By no means. <laughs> also, Adam Outlaw also said National Lampoon. Uh, let's see. We have Why Would You Look commenting down below saying Batman Returns. That's a good pick. I respect that. No, I respect that, dude. I forget it's a Christmas movie sometimes. I always remember it's very, like, winter-themed because the Penguin stuff. But I forget it's christmas theme in particular. Yeah, it's a good pick, dude. That's a good one. Um, let's see what else we have here. We have a couple answers for the Grinch, specifically Jim Carrey's version. That's a classic, You're on of acid, course. Dude. You, you guys are on acid. You don't like the Grinch? Not that one, dude. Not that one, bro. Because I remember when I was a kid, I always wanted to watch the cartoon one. The fucking... Uh, I don't even know what it's called, dude. The guide, right? The guide or whatever. TV guide, yeah. Never specify which one, because the modern technology wasn't there where they would give you the preview. So I was always be gassed up to see the Grinch. I'm like, fuck yeah. Then I saw fucking Jim Carrey just be an absolute fucking spaz. (laughs) Go back, go back in the Truman Show, dude. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Next one, bro. Next one. Our boy Curtis, you know, Batch Shack, our, our, our homeboy Curtis, he says he doesn't care if people don't agree. Die Hard's his favorite. That's the right answer, Curtis. Absolutely the right I fucking answer. Um, we've got a couple answers from Home Alone coming in here as well. Uh, we have an answer from uh, Tori, one of our good friends, and also wife of our musician Tyler Jansen. She says Elf. That's a good pick. John Favreau's Elf. Uh, You're an angry little elf. Classic, dude classic yeah that's a good one uh, let's see what else we have here oh this is actually a comment that literally just came in like a couple seconds ago uh from lexi stabs all right uh, she says what do we have going oh on this my week? god dude how did she find this that's very concerning now to me bro that's one of my friends who comes over for wine night oh one of the fucking wine night buddies <laughs> says the santa claus <laughs> dude <laughs> The fuck out. I'm yelling at her mom when I see her. Dude. <laughs> anyway, oh, though, dude, you know what is a great um, Christmas movie for you guys who are maybe newlyweds, hmm. maybe guys who are just uh, families trying to gather around, you know, drink some hot cocoa, make some Christmas mo- you know, make some Christmas cookies, you know, put your kid to sleep, have a nice little night. Eyes Wide Shut, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Okay, um, it takes place dude. during Christmas. Tom Cruise is trying to find presents. Um, what's her face's name? Nicole Kidman is dealing with side on her side of the family. Um, they both, um, you know, in the 1%, they both have a few just personal problems they go through. Eyes wide shut. Great Jeez. fucking movie. Jesus movie. Christ, dude. We've got one more comment from uh, Anthony, a.k.a. Tone Dog. Uh, he lists off a Christmas story, which I've, you know, it's safe. It's it's a classic. Everyone goes with it. Everyone goes with it. No, it's amazing, dude. It's an amazing film. It just got a sequel, dude. Find me the fucking BB gun for whoever fucking wrote that shit. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. This isn't a threat. But I promise you, I'll take him out. Jesus Christ. Speaking of getting taked out... Mason, it's good to get you on again this week, bro. It's been a hot yes, minute. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank of course, you guys for having me. you're always welcome back on the show. You're we're, you're involved with this, whether you like it or not. At this point, dude, it's too far. Hell yeah. Late. Where can our listeners find you, man? Uh, so I'm pretty. Uh, I'm not pretty active anywhere anymore. I just text you. 
uh, <laughs> sneak in our iMessages if you want to catch me around, I guess. But uh, no, my Twitter is at Mace and Conrad, just M-A-S and Conrad. Um, I do a lot of graphic design stuff. I'll talk about Photoshop updates and complain about Adobe. Uh, fly drones once in a while, so I'll post some stuff there. So pretty much, it's pretty much it. And Instagram, same handle. Okay, man. Hell yeah, dude. Links down below for that, guys. Jake, my friend, of course, you're always welcome here, dude. You're, we always know you're coming back, bro. We know it's happening. It's just a matter of when is the question, you know? But where is the question now for our listeners? Where can they find you, dude? You guys can find me. Instagram at Jakey Lemon. Uh, Twitter, same thing. And uh, yeah, I got Mayhem Pictures on YouTube. Check out some short films. And that's about it. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Links down below for listeners again. Check all their stuff out. Um, we got some stuff coming up soon. Like I said, December 9th for the Facebook group Galaxy Film Fan Club. Um, for my short film Ken Dog, early release on there. December 12th at Galaxy Film Productions. You can check out our website for the rest of our podcast content for our short films and other video stuff at galaxyoffilm.com. Next week, we have a very special Star Wars episode coming in for you guys discussing the original film. We have a special guest star as well, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we have the Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and a Facebook page, all at Galaxy of Film, you can follow. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or a Spotify review. It truly does help by the show much more than you can imagine. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Justice for Bernard, bro.